1: to share this episode thanks to these fine companies i depend on in the field game changer calls the gc was designed with all hunting callers in mind though elk is the intended target the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well it is not designed to replace your tube or open reeds, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field vortex optics proudly made in the usa hoffman boots If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out sasquatchfuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head over to sasquatchfuel.com. Titanium archery products. Dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand. And that's exactly what TAP delivers. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com, partners page, look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. Hey guys, this is live from Hunt Expo 2020 from the initial scent booth at the Mountain Dew table with Robbie Kroger of Blood Origins. Enjoy the episode. Down with Robbie Kroger Blood Origins. I Pleasure shook your hand last you. year, man. Uh, Pleasure to meet you, my friend. I, I'm a huge fan. Um, oh, man.
2: And uh I'm super humble when somebody says that because we're just we're no we're nothing, dude. We're a nothing project, but we're trying to do our, our part. I get it, right? I get it. To say it's a nothing project, the way
1: I just look at that. The way that you have taken Blood Origins and have displayed the hunting community. Not just to the hunting community and our demographic, but opened it up to a broader audience, the world, if you will, right? And I know you guys are still growing. Sure. Um, it's huge and that impact is is so important for all of us to share. So that was one of the things when I reached out that I wanted you yeah. to touch on, right? because yeah, yeah, I yeah. think for there's a lot of people there's a lot of there's a lot of outlets right. Oh. And I'm a fanboy a little bit. You do it, you do it so well that it is. You can. You. Me and my wife sat down and we watched. I don't know how many episodes um, the other night, and yeah, and it really does draw in people outside the honey community. And for us to grow. Well, that's
2: purposeful, right? Right. I did not want to speak to the choir. I don't want. I don't want the choir really, and that may sound a little um, sacrificial because. You know, the hunting space is where we're we're finding some money and whatnot, but honestly, the hunting space will die if we don't reach that non-hunting middle block. And I'm not talking about the anti-hunters, the anti-hunters are always gonna be the anti-hunters. I'm talking about the 100 million American voting block that sits in the middle, that determines my and your right to hunt. And so if I can put out a narrative, if I can put out content that touches those individuals, Then I'm doing my job, and I'm doing my job for my kids, your kids one day, your grandkids one day. And so that's the purpose of the project in a nutshell, really. It was built for the non-hunting audience. I thought about how I wanted it filmed. I thought about how I wanted people to connect with the individuals. I thought about not having just hunters, right? I want non-hunters as well. I want people that have zero uh, idea about hunting yet their influence, their perspective on hunting is influenced by the people that are hunters in their lives. Wow, what a perspective, right? You and me talking about hunting to a non-hunting audience is self-serving. You get a non-hunter, like, you know, Louise Shocky or my wife, to say, okay, what's your perspective on hunting, right? That's huge. It's, it's huge. huge.
1: And I think demographically, we're kind of closed-minded to that, right? We always want to... As much as we want to defend it, right. we have to stop defending and presenting, right? And, and giving our why. Um, yeah, our why. That,
2: that and That's really, where we started. You yeah. know, when somebody says, well, why'd you start Blood Origins? Well, two things. Number one, I, cu- I couldn't find a project out there that wasn't about self. And so when I walk around this room, nobody knows me. It's purposely so. <laughs> That's crazy. That they, is crazy. They only know me when I start talking. Right. They I'm hear me. Like, it. oh, you're the blood origins guy. But I didn't build this project for me. I built this project for us. So nobody knows me on this floor. And that's like people in this in this choir are like, hmm, that's weird. Because it's all about self in this industry. And then two, it was, I didn't, I couldn't find where people were talking about their why. It was like, why, why are we all ashamed of why we hunt why is the industry built around this tenth of a second incident that you're pulling a trigger or or or, or dropping an an, an arrow right that's where this industry is built around versus the 99.5 percent of why we hunt right and so that's what we focus on so
1: for the folks that may not know
2: yeah i know i love it what's what's robbie's why My why is I was, I came from a family steeped in hunting heritage. I never got to hunt because of where I was raised in South Africa and Mozambique. Uh, I lived in a town, Johannesburg, eight and a half million people. Didn't really know hunting. If you asked me at that point, like, what was hunting to you? It'd be like anyone else. Probably the the, the non-voting block. I was like, yeah, I don't have an opinion. I didn't have a perspective on hunting. I knew that my family hunted. I had stories. I had trophies on the wall, but that's it. right? We did really big and so, big stories. <laughs> yeah, real cool real stories, stories. Real big stories. But I didn't have a. There was no. There was no connection to what I was going to do as a hunter because I didn't hunt. Well, I come to the states and now. I've got two young boys that I want them to grow up as hunters because now I'm a hunter. And I was like, where are these boys going to get their inspiration for being a hunter? And that had to come from me. And so, if I was going to be their inspiration, I needed to dig deep to, like, why am I doing this? Like, am I doing it for the right reasons? Am I doing it for the meat? Am I doing it for the adventure? Yes, yes. Am I doing it because I like to kill things? No. And so, it was like, all right, well, that's just simple then. Let's just follow that that path. That's, that's Robbie's why. And it, it's all about those boys and to make sure that they get opportunities that were denied to me growing up. And I'm lucky enough to be an American today and the the life that we get to live here in America in comparison to what I got to grow up in is it's not lost on me. Right? That, that is not lost on me. And so I want my boys to have all of those opportunities. And but we could lose those opportunities like oh, that. Oh man, we see it fast, more and more, faster and faster. I'm from California,
1: right. and uh, it's it's under constant attack. You're a hunter in California? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a few of us. You know my yeah. buddy Andy Moakley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. But I think we, you know, we do this so much. We do this so much, and I think that's why Blood Origins has, has been so impactful to me. Um, outside of, again, I, and I may be repeating myself, but that service to, there, there's literally a service to others. When we start talking about hunting, we're talking sustenance, um, values, uh, perseverance. There, there's just so much that comes along with it. And and for me, that's the pass down, you know, for my kids, right? My daughter's not gonna hunt. She's 23, Californian. you know, beach girl. Um, she doesn't have a problem with it, but she does not partake. She loves the meat. My son's a hunter. Yeah. Um, and the values that that I find on the mountain with him as a grown man, you know, 45 years old, I'm impacted by his experience. And uh, the way you guys presented it, and man, the blood origins, just the message, is uh is just out of the park, man.
2: I think what you you just touched on something that we're really focusing on is that we've got these blinkers on in the hunting industry. And the blinkers are almost like we're we're worried about being vulnerable and we're worried about being transparent, right? So we stick hunting on this pedestal that we can't do anything wrong. And when something goes wrong we don't want to talk about it and we don't want to highlight it. Well, geez, let's let's use the Bible verse that is, I'm not going to call out somebody, you know, the the speck in your eye before I call out the plank that's in my own eye. And so, we're very much going to be interested in saying, hey, we're, we're human, right? We mess up, like, okay, did a hunt go wrong in Africa that the wrong animal got taken? Yeah, let's showcase that. Let's not be afraid to do that. But also at the same time, let's be vulnerable in who we are because vulnerability elicits emotions. It elicits uh, one of the secrets. and I'll give you a, a little tidbit on the secret. One of the secrets that we I employ in Blood Origins is this idea of, um. <laughs> it's an Aristotelian argument. So an Aristotelian argument has three foundations built into it. It's tied to Logos, which is your logic, right? It's the science, it's the facts, it's it's the, the, the things that you can hang your hat on. The other One of the other pillars is called pathos. Pathos is emotion. It's the intangibles, right? But when you put the logos and the pathos together, it explains your ethos. And your 3rd that's the third leg of that Aristotelian argument. And so when you start thinking about blood origins, blood origins is tying all those three elements together so that when somebody looks at our page, they can see logos, they can see pathos. But overarchingly, what they develop is they figure out what our ethos is. And that's what we're about.
1: And, and I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna bring us back a little bit. I was having a conversation with another gentleman, Michael Batiste, this morning, and we were talking about the vulnerability, yeah. right? And and how a lot of what we do is macho, or we feel like it's macho right. and it's chest pumpy. But it, it relates to that few seconds, right? That that released arrow, that pull trigger on that on that rifle. But there's something powerful. And uplifting for me personally, in vulnerability, in the ability to display my weakest points. Um, the highlight reels are great, right? They're fun, um, but it doesn't do us any favors, and I think it keeps us so close-minded um, as men and, and women too, but more so us, right, with our our, our macho um, our macho tendencies. Um, But that vulnerability has helped me grow more than those highlight reels. Uh, and, And watching, again, going back to Blood Origins, watching some of that almost makes me feel like I was mistaken for not being vulnerable for so many years. Oh.
2: Now I remember you from last year, huh? Like all of a sudden, you, <laughs> where I met you last year just sunk into my Did brain. Did it? Yeah, in the dead eye booth. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now I remember. No, you're right. It's it's unfortunate that the and look there's. There's nothing wrong with it. The, the hunting industry is built around a business model tied to the kill. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. But you're right, the idea of... And I think it was illustrated. I didn't I didn't go to the Mountain Ops movie nights, but what I've noticed and I heard was there was a lot of vulnerability in those films. And that's what we need to be showing. The, the idea that, you know, we're chest pumping and we're screaming Yahoo kind of thing is there's a, there's a place for it. I'm not going to not say there isn't a place for it, but if we're, if we're solely focused We've solely focused on that for so long, so long in the industry. Right. Versus, why not, you know, ex, you know. once you've pulled that trigger and you're like, what are you feeling? Like, that's a tough question, right? What are you feeling? And I use it a lot because once I steer somebody to a place where I know I've got them and I just say, why? Tell me what you're feeling right now. What's your emotions like? That'll typically break them. And I like breaking people. <laughs> I like steering people to where I want them to be and then just dropping the hammer on them. Um, but you're right, and I, you know, the fact that you're thinking about vulnerability and, and if we had a small part in you thinking about that, then that's we've done our job. Um, and you are gonna, you know, through your podcast, through your medium, you get to talk about that to many, yeah. many more people. And that's just us disseminating the, that new message, that new narrative that this is this is who we are. This that's is it. this is who we are. This is not, you think we're this, but here's some content to show. That we're not that.
1: It's awesome, man. So, what uh, what's on the uh, the docket for Top blood origins? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we've got a. We had to do a little bit of rearranging because I was in Dallas, sorry, I was in Reno, and I just filmed a bunch of African delegates and I asked them, like, what does hunting mean to your community? What does it mean to your people? And then there's a huge controversy right now in the UK with DEFRA and they're, they're about to ban the import of trophies into the UK globally. So if you somebody from England came to the States to kill an elk, they wouldn't be able to take the elk back. Um, and so what they're going to do is I filmed a bunch of these guys talking about DEFRA. So we have to shift our schedule a little bit, but um, We've got an amazing bow hunting film that's going to drop March 28th, all about the heart of bow hunting. And in March, you're going to see every day a different snippet of a different individual saying X, Y, Z about the heart of bow hunting. Um, May 1st-ish, we're going to drop a buffalo film from Australia that, unfortunately, I'm the talent in it, but it's hands down probably the best hunting film I've ever seen. The deal, man. Lots of good content coming.
1: Yeah, well, and, and I would I would recommend anybody that hasn't gone back and watched season one through four, jump on that, fall back, watch it, and really learn about the Blood Origins mission. Yeah, um, and 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 what yeah, exactly the family and what it's about. I mean, it, it can be so much, so much bigger, um, but it's going to take us sharing robbie and robbie's mission to broaden that that horizon and get it to where it's not the choir and it's the outside right and that really should be something that we all everybody in this building should be focused on just getting it, that so i really appreciate what you guys do for us Thank you, and, my man. and the community man uh, and it was I'd a really pleasure sitting down i was nervous as hell to sit down Why? with robbie kroger <laughs> oh no it, you know it's it just you you watch something and you're impacted by something yeah uh, my palms are sweating thank it's you. just you know what i mean thank it's just you know you fanboy a little bit but yeah i appreciate thank the time sitting down i appreciate what you guys are doing man it's awesome thank you much appreciated. thank you for listening spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts and how we fuel our efforts is key head over to valley to peak, nutrition.com helping you perform optimally in the back country the purpose of valley to peak is to provide sound nutritional information supported by science to help you prepare and perform optimally in the back country there's no secret this is done through education coaching and programming based on personal goals and preferences head over to valley to peak nutrition.com or catch him on instagram at b2p nutrition